blood in the name of Jesus. Thank you. If you never do anything for me from this day forward, you have done way more than what I could have ever expected. You have done exceeding abundantly above all that I could ever ask or even think. And I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for just being the great I am. I thank you, Lord God, for being Jehovah Jireh. I thank you, Lord God, for being my Elohim and my El Shaddai. I thank you that I can be rocked in the bosom, Lord God. I thank you that you are here for me. Even if I have to walk this journey alone, Lord God, I know that I'm not in it by myself. Thank you for sending me some help. Lord God, I thank you for keeping our church sustained, Lord God. I thank you for keeping us sustained, Lord God. I thank you for blessing each and every member. I thank you for blessing each and every partner. Thank you, Lord God, for all that you keep on doing in our lives. You just keep on showing up. You just keep on showing yourself faithful to the end, even when we walk away, Lord God. You walk right behind us and chase after us and say, no, daughter, no son, stay in the I thank you, God, for every good and perfect gift that you have placed in my hands. And I pray, Lord God, that I never take it for granted. I never abuse it or misuse it or mishandle it, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that you keep trusting me with the word. I honor you today, Lord God. We lift up your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We thank you for sending such a Savior to save our sin-sick souls, Father God. We know that we can't be saved by works, but by our faith in your Son. And we thank you, Lord God. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, my strength, my rock, and my redeemer. It is in Jesus' name, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. For those who have your Bibles, as the old saints used to say, turn with me to the book of Proverbs. We're going to start with chapter 16, verse 3. And then we're going to read Proverbs 24. We're going to read verse 17 and 18. And then we're going to read Romans 8 and 28. So Proverbs 16, chapter 3. When someone has it. We would stand and read the word of God in Proverbs chapter 24, verse 17 and 18, and then Romans 8 and So we're going to commit our actions to the Lord and our plans will succeed. Proverbs 24, 17, and 18. 
Anybody can read. So don't laugh when your enemies stumble and fall. Just pray God's mercy be upon them. And Romans 8 28. We know that old familiar passage, but I want us to read it anyway because I want us to hear it and read it out loud. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Amen. And then I'm going to read Romans 5, 3 through 5. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, 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 which we seem to lack thereof today. And character produces hope, which we seem to lack thereof today. And hope does not put us to shame, because why? God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Amen. You may be seated in his presence. Today we're going to talk about your failures have purpose. Your failures have Arrogance is a dangerous thing. God loves humility more than anything. As I was thinking about all the things that have gone on this past week of work, shootings, killings, people who've died, and all the tragic things that have taken place, it led me to a couple of definitions. One definition for me regarding arrogance says this. Arrogance is falsely showing off to others that I can. My definition of humility says not having to prove that I can, but by God's grace, I do. It's so easy to compromise our destiny. Comparing ourselves to other people, I was guilty of it too. We lose sight of our purpose chasing after someone else's passion. Today reminds us that our failures have purpose. Anybody ever failed at anything and was really upset with God about failure? But if you didn't fail, you might still be successfully miserable at imitating someone else's life. Imitation of life. How many times have we tried to imitate somebody else's world and we successfully fail at it? 
God's word says that I can do all things through Christ, right? Who strengthens me? So I can't afford to show anything or anyone that I'm going to walk away from this journey that God has placed me on. I can't afford to allow anything or anyone to affect my passion. Now, my passion is different from your passion. We all have passions, right? Or we should. Because our passions is what really leads us to our purpose. So if you're pursuing something you have, don't have a passion for, it, that's not your purpose. So I can't allow anyone or anything to distract me or deter me from my passion, my potential, or my promises as I persevere, pursue, and prosper in my purpose. A lot of peace. We all have purpose. Every single person. But my purpose is not your purpose. Your purpose is not my purpose. I can't do what you do. If I'm not called to do what you do, I'm going to fail at it miserably. If you try to do what I'm called to do, same thing. So each of us have been given a gift. Amen? We know that, right? So it's time we start using whatever that gift is or whatever those gifts are. Stop admiring other people's gifts and start nurturing your own. That's what I do. I once heard a minister say, Pastor, you, you preach from your notes, but you make it look so easy. I can't do that because you're not called to do it. You preach how you preach. Your style is your style. This is my style. Every now and then I'll use some notes. Every now and then I won't. But nonetheless, it's the Holy Ghost that keeps me moving forward. So whatever your passion is to preach, however your style is, stick with your style. Because by you trying to keep up with my style, you're going to fail miserably. So do you. Push against what people think is impossible. Push past their snarls and their ugly stares and mm, who she thinks she is. Put God's word on the case and put one of them prayers on them too. Y'all know about them prayers. <laughs> Focus on your empowerment and not your enemies. Give more credence to your worship and not your worry. Change your mind to challenge injustice and not buck the system because you will lose. You can't go against the grain. You can challenge anything, but you can't buck it. It's up to us to be agents of change. We can't rely on the president. He's one person. You have to have the poise and the power to do it. And if you do it in right standing with God, he will make it happen. But if you're doing it for all the wrong reasons to be seen, it ain't gonna happen. I'm not up here to be seen, <laughs> trust me. I could have thrown in the towel a long time ago, but God says, keep on showing up. And we know that all things work together, the good, the bad, the indifferent, the failures, the successes, the victories, defeats, it all works for our what? Talk to me today. It all works for what? Our good. 
Now God is specific to them who are what? Called. But we have to love God first, right? So if we love God and we are the called, it's going to work for our good. Now if we don't love God, it ain't. Simple as that. How many of us love God today? Anybody don't love God? So if we love God and we are the called according to what? His purpose is going to work for our what? Good. That's simple and easy to comprehend. Amen? Amen. No one can do everything, but everyone can do something. You ever try to do everything all by yourself? Take, all, take on all the responsibility. Oh, I can do that. Oh, I can do that. You don't have the spirit of no. What's our friends that I have the spirit of goodbye? <laughs> Some people don't know how to say no. So they bombard all this stuff on top of their already freaking lives. And then they get mad while they fail at it because you don't have to do everything for everybody, but you can do something for somebody. Does that make sense? We can't take on the world. We can't save the world. Jesus already did that. So our jobs is to preach the gospel, to share the gospel message, to share in the promises of God, to share in our struggles, to share in our victories, to help people understand that, you know what, if he did it for me, he'll do it for you. But you got to trust God enough to let him do it for us. Amen. We need to care for the needy. We need to care for the poor. We need to go out and greet somebody who might be lost. We need to do those things, people, but we have to do them according to God's purpose in our lives. Everybody can't pastor. Everybody can't preach. Everybody can't usher. Everybody can't serve on the ministry team. Everybody can't do this. But we all can do something. We can have an usher at the door. We can have somebody up here taking up the office. We can have somebody back there working the music. We can have people in place to do these things as a team. We all have a job to do, but we got to show up to do it. And if we don't show up to do it, then somebody else has to do it for us. Somebody has to do the work for us. I had some evaluations I had to do this week. And I tie in my messages to my work because I'm in leadership now. But I had to review scorecards this week. And one of the person's scorecard that I had to review got high scores. But it wasn't because they earned it. As a team, we operate as a team. So rather than let my team go down because I have a smacker, I had somebody else to come in and say, hey, can you check this person's list for me, task list, so we don't fall short. While your task list is struggling, we make sure their task list is up to par. And they get the high grade, but they didn't hurt. So when somebody has to come in and do your job, it makes it harder for them to do their job. So if we all come in and do our jobs together, it helps all of us do our jobs. Understand? So it takes all of us 
areas, they had a purpose. Proverbs says, 24 and 16 says, the righteous falls seven times <laughs> and rises again, but the wicked stumble in times of calamity. So your failures were just God redirecting your path. You fell right into your purpose. How about that? So thank your friends for betraying you. Thank your family for rejecting you. Thank your co-workers for talking behind your back. Thank your abusive spouse for leaving you. Thank your boss for not promoting you because it led you to promote somewhere else. Amen. So you see, it wasn't a failure at all. It was just a redirection of your path. Failure is not a bad thing. Actually, it's a good thing to lose so you can celebrate the win. So you can know what it's like to feel defeated. So when you get the victory, you can really praise him. Like I do up here, I praise God because, man, I've had some doozies in my life. Maybe not a whole lot, but the ones I've had, they were some doozies. And I had to fight and battle and scratch and claw my way through, but God saw me through. That's why I can get up here and act a fool for God. All by myself and be real with it. If I got to praise him by myself, I don't mind. Because my blessings keep on coming. And my favor stays with me. And it's not because I'm so good. It's because God is. Amen. Be the man or woman of God who will walk out your purpose as you keep the mandates of scripture, which allows God to spark your passion and mission from within. What do you have in, inside of you that's bubbling up? You get up in the morning, you're constantly thinking about it. That food trunk, you constantly thinking about it. When you get up in the morning, man, I need that food. Oh, man, how can I get that food trunk? Whatever wakes you up in the middle of the night and it just keeps nagging at you and nagging at you to do it, get it done. Stop procrastinating. If you don't start, it ain't going to start. I have to start somewhere. Small as it may be, God is still glad to see the work begin. We got to keep showing up. And like First Lady said, we're not here to greet the people who won't be here to greet them. We had a visitor come and wasn't nobody here to greet her but us. She didn't come back. They come through the door. We can get them in, but we got to keep them in. But we got to be here to greet them. So be the man or woman of God you've called to be. Don't worry about what the people are saying. It doesn't matter. If they reject you, good. That means they don't need to be in your life anyway. And if they can't grow with you, they don't need to go with you. I'm just saying. So let God lead you as you follow the perfect plan. Jeremiah 29 and 11. For he knows the plans he has for us, not us. Follow the path that God has designed specifically for you. Not me. 
I can't walk your path and I can't walk in your shoes. They're too small. And the reason why I say that because I'm a size 11 and a half. And I don't think y'all are size 11 and a half. And your shoes might be too big for me. I'd be clunking around in your shoes. So I gotta walk in the shoes that God has designed for me so that I can walk upright and walk in my rightful place and be in right standing with God and do exactly what God says do. And not what people want me to do, but what God says do. Keep showing up. As God has promised, let him take control of your plan. So you can begin to see the manifestation of God. So you can complete your mission on earth. Don't leave here with your work undone. There's nothing worse than leaving a place when your work is undone. Because you got to go back to it the next day. And then you it puts you behind. And then you got to play catch up. That's no fun. So complete the mission that God has placed you on. Don't forfeit it because it don't look like what you think it should. Remember to commit your actions to the Lord. Commit everything you do. Commit thy works unto the Lord. That's what we have to do. If we're doing it for ourselves, it ain't going to work. But the word says if we commit our actions to the Lord, our plans will, not might, not possibly, will succeed. So God says, keep showing up. My failures have caused others to excel in their lives. <clears throat> my failures have caused my son to excel in his life. So I sacrificed my career for his career. I sacrificed my plans so that he could pursue his. The path that God has allowed me to cross, those paths of people that have come and gone into my life, they were for a purpose. Some people have moved on to do great things. Some people are still stagnant, still in the same place. They haven't grown at all. They're still doing the same stuff they were doing five years ago. The relationships that I've developed and the ones that have ended, they were all for a reason. One person who came to the church and said, Pastor, when I came to your church, I was But I'm glad she got it together. It wasn't a failure. It was me bandaging up a wounded soldier to put them back out there behind. I had to bandage them up to support them for their next fight. One preacher said, you know, this church is an equipping ground. That's what she told me. And you have equipped me to do the next thing. And I appreciate that. So all those people that came in my path, they were not failed relationships. They were designed by God to come in for a purpose, a season, a reason, so they can go out there and do what they have been called to do. And I'm good with that. I'm no longer sad about those people leaving because I see them doing well. I see them doing what they have been called to do. 
what God has asked them to do, and they are doing it really well. Very proud of them. But they came through these doors. And I'm proud of that. Not being braggadocious, we are here to help. And that's what it's always been. And that's the way it will always be. We are here to help you. Not to hinder you. Not to get too much in your business, but we kind of have to get in your business to kind of figure out where we need to go with it. But we are here to help. We have not failed as a church. We have not failed the people of God. We have helped them to get back on their journey and to walk the path that God has designed for them. And if it's not here, then go where you can grow. Go where you can blossom. It says, I read a little saying, it says, bloom where you're <laughs> So I'm trying to bloom everywhere that God plants me. And he got me planted in several places. And you know when you bloom and grow, you got to break through the dirt and the rocks. It's not an easy time. You gotta break through the dirt and the rocks. You gotta break through the laces and all the negative comments. And you gotta blossom where you plant. And eventually that blade of grass will make its way through that dirt and through those rocks. And you will begin to see growth. But if you don't allow God to plant you and not bury you, you can't blossom where you're planted. That makes sense. So had I not failed at certain things, I never would have pursued this church. Trust me, I would have been coaching on the basketball court and doing something else. Believe that. This is not something that I call myself to. Trust me on that. So had I not failed at certain things, I never would have pursued my purpose in God's promises. So God says, that's just a small little promise that I got for you. But if you come over here, I got a whole wealth of promises just waiting for you. But you have to be on the right path. You have to be in right standing with me. That means do what I say do. Go where I say go. Plant where I say plant. So had he not let me fail, I would have missed some crucial blessings in my life that I really needed had I been doing something else on the wrong path. He has me on this narrow path, the road less traveled. That's where I'm at. So I can't get out there and, and hang with the rest of the people. I'm called to do certain things. I get that. Now I understand. I am set apart. Because if I blend in, then I can't stand out. I was born to stand out. I am a born leader who is underdeveloped. Some leaders are born, others are developed. But I'm a born leader. So God is developing what he has instilled in me already. So now he's helping me to perfect it. And that's what he wants from us. So don't worry about the things that you failed at. I failed at a lot of stuff. 
as an adult. Now, as a kid, I wanted everything I could think of. But when I became an adult, God had to balance out my life so I didn't grow arrogant, thinking that I could do everything all by myself. I was like, I can't. I can't do everything. I always wanted. Everything I did, I always wanted. And then when I became an adult, I started losing thinking, well, this won't be right. I don't like this at all. What's this all about, God? He said, balancing you out. Because I don't want you to be arrogant attitude. I'll give you the power. Because that's what I love. He never said God can do what I like. He just says that I can't. So there's nothing that I will do that God has not asked me to do. I've done that before and it was not pretty. So I have to stay in right standing. I have to be on the right side of God's grace. So he don't chastise me and say, no, I ask you to stay on this path. Don't worry about what you don't see. I am the future. I know what the future holds. So you just continue to show up every week. God is so amazing, y'all. I cannot tell you, Sister Deer is another testimony. She was in the hospital on her sick bed. She said, Pastor, I just feel like I'm dying. I said, You are not. And you prayed. And we asked God to intervene here. Bobby Bagti been in the hospital for six months. He was on his dying bed. So we prayed and we asked God to intervene. Long journey back to McCovey. But nonetheless, he gets to walk up out the hospital. Our friend, 49 years old, heart attack. But she has a vigor for life. And she refuses to give up. We have seen God do some amazing things. Not only in our lives, but in other people's lives. And he just keeps on showing us that if we just trust him and stand on his word, he won't fail us. He won't. He won't fail us. He won't fail us. He won't leave us. He will never forsake us. He won't allow our seed to beg bread. He won't do any of those things because that's what he promised. So I believe that I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength to do them, whatever that is. Because I'm not called to do everything, but I'm called to do something for God. I can't Think of Jesus being asleep in my boat when the storms are around you. I heard a song that God don't understand. When chaos is all around me, I can't assume that God is not present. When darkness is all around me, I can't assume that God is not present. When things are going awry, I can't assume that God wants me to be in trouble. I can't assume that God wants me to fail. I can't assume that God does not want me to succeed. I can't assume any of those things. But what I can say is that Jesus is not sleeping in my boat. He 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 is not
just resting his eyes just to see if I'm going to take my eyes off of him. So you got to take your eyes off the storm yes, and yes. put your eyes on Amen. You got to take your eyes off the situation and fix your eyes on Jesus. And he will say, So all you got to do is be still and know that he is God. And that he is God all by himself. He is the greater than him. He is the body of the star. And he is an all-powerful, all-knowing, all-seeing. He is everywhere. He knows everything. So only God can help you through those tough days. When you feel like you're God. Or when you feel like you want to. Keep showing up. Keep defying the odds. Let them know that in any and every situation, God is right there with me. As Paul says, I know what it's like to be hungry. I know what it's like to be full. I know what it's like to not have anything that I need, but I know that I can do all things. Who gives me the strength, the stamina, the wherewithal, the grace. So don't worry about the people in your life that keeps on messing with you. Put God on them. Put the word on it. And put one of them prayers on them. And you can't go wrong. So today I challenge you to, to break out of that box and affirm your unique identity. I cannot be anybody that I'm not. I am not a diesel diet. I'm not a rich man. I'm not a rich I'm a woman of God. I'm called by him and I'm loved by him. I don't need to fit in nobody's box. I don't need a category. I don't need to be over here. I, don't, I just need to be where God wants me to be. And I am who God says that I am. He is the great I am. So today I am this. Today I am this. In Christ, I am a woman of God. Called to preach the gospel. To spread the good news. So be who you want to be. Amen. 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 If God be for me, it's more than the world against me. What can mere man do to me? Why do I need to fear them? I don't. But I have to respect every person's position in my life. So I challenge you today to live your authentic life, to be your authentic self. You don't have to fit into somebody else's category. So what if I like to wear cowboy boots and a big old belt buckle don't make me anything that I'm not? That's just what I like. So what? First lady says, I can be butch all day long. She says, she could. Mm -mm. You can wear your little, you know, western shirt and little butch boots all you want. No, it, it don't work. No. You can put a straw in your mouth. No, it don't work. No. It, it, no. I know, right? Right. And no, it don't work. So be who you are. I'm just me. And not everyone accepts me for who I am. They want me to be somebody else. Can she be for real like that all the time? Yeah. 
Somebody once asked me, Pastor, have you ever met a person that treated you like this? Because that's my Christian responsibility. But to like them? Because hmm. we may not necessarily mesh. We may not, our personality may not. We may not mesh. We may not get along. But it doesn't mean that I have to disrespect them just because we don't get along. I still have to respect them as a human being, amen? Everybody don't get along with everybody. And that's okay. But we are required to love even our enemies. Mm -hmm. That's the hard part. It's easy to love people you like, isn't it? This was like on me. It's easy to love people you like. It's hard to love them when you don't like. You don't like it's it's their character. It's really not them. It's the character within. But we have to learn to get along with them, amen. Even though we may not like them, they may not like us, but still we have to respect the fact that they're human and that none of us are perfect. So your failures were for a purpose. It wasn't so God could sit back and laugh. It's so that he could redirect our path. So don't look at it as a bad thing. You will get there You will get there. You will get there. We can't rush it. And I think once we put a timeline on stuff, we start messing ourselves up. Well, I'm gonna do it in a year. For what if it takes 10? You don't stop. Well, I'm gonna do it in six months. For what if it takes 12 months? Well, I'm doing it in five years because, you know, after five years, you're supposed to have this, that, and the other. What if it doesn't happen in five years? What if it takes six years to do it? You going to give up? So what? I knew a girl who took the real estate exam eight times. She said, but I passed it. Now. She didn't stop. She took it eight times. She said, no, I took it eight times, but I packed it on the eight times. If it's for you, it's for you. It will happen, but it'll happen in God's time. So, trust God with your failures. Know that they weren't failures at all. It's just God redirecting your path. Amen? So, I pray that this word blessed you guys today. I know it blessed me when God gave it to me. It's not one of these words where you can jump and shout, then again, maybe. It's, it's, it's a word that helps you to understand that is not We have been taught that if you fail, it's a bad thing. But God says you'll stop yourself but you'll get up. Just don't stay stumbled. Don't stay fall. We all fall. 
But you got to get back up. And it's the giving up yes. that really made people talk. People are gone about it when they fall. But get up. Get, I dare you to get up. Get what they're going to say. Get up. Get up. And this is the best revenge. God says your enemies would be murderers. So you don't even have to bad mouth them. Because I was telling the sister today. They'll tell off on themselves. You ain't got to say nothing about nobody. Because they're going to show you who they are. And at 54, almost 55, I've seen a whole lot of fake people. I tell you one thing and do another. My baby calls it preaching right and living wrong. You're going to be a bit. If you're not, keep your mouth closed. If you're going to do it, do it. You don't have to be one of those fixing to club members or getting ready to. I'm about to. I'm going to. Because mm -mm. to me, when you fix it, But just do it. <laughs> and then after you've done it, the people can see the end result. You don't have to brag about it. You don't have to boast about it. Just do it. I didn't tell anybody that I was coaching for a position. I just did it. And I got it. We didn't tell people that our son was graduating from college early. He said it. He didn't tell us. Surprise, mama! Well, praise God. God is my friend to make up the time. So if you trust God with everything, I mean everything, not just the stuff you think you can handle, but everything and those and, and that that you can't handle, especially that you can't handle. God will come through for you. I'm telling you. Thank you, sir. You know. <laughs> you know. I've seen God's miracles. And I've seen him come through for his people who love him, who really love him now, and trust him. Now, if you're faking and shaking, you know, God might delay his blessings for you. But if you write with God, and if you're really doing what God has asked you to do, and if you really are honest about who you are and where you're at, God will help you. But the one person you can't lie to is God. We can fake it and shake it with each other all day long. But the one person we can't fake it with, if you be honest with God where you're at, God, I, I'm struggling. I don't like that girl. We can't go, you know what, God, I really like them. No, you don't. Why are you playing? But if you are honest with God about where you're at, he will fix it for you every time. And I've had to be honest with God about where I'm at. I don't like them. I don't trust them. They snakes in the grass. What you going to do about it, God? He says, I got you. 
I'll make your head and your footstool. I'll make those stumbling blocks, those stumbling blocks, your stepping stones. I got you, daughter. You just show up every day. You show up every week. You be on post, be on point, do your job, and I'll do the rest. We told our son, if you do your part, we'll do our part, and God will do the rest. And God has done the rest. Do y'all trust God? Do you really trust him? Do you really, even when stuff just go bad, that's when God really puts you to the test. See, it's not when the stuff is going well. It's when that stuff is ugly and stanky. Wee! That's when God says, do you really trust me then? What if I don't heal your son? What if I don't cure your cancer? Will you still trust me then? What if you get put out? What if you live on the streets for a little while? Will you still trust me then? What if you lose your car? What if you lose your job? Will you still trust me then? Because I've been laid off before, and I had to trust God. Because I had a mortgage, I had a son in college, had two car notes, and a whole bunch of bills that I had to pay. But God said, I got you. And we never missed a beat. Because I trusted God, even in the midst of my failures. He came through for us. So if he'll come through for us, he'll come through for you. You just have to really trust God with it. You can't play around with it, though, because God knows when we're not serious about him. I'm so serious about God, perhaps too serious. But I'd rather be too serious than not serious at all. Because I know where God has taken me. He's already shown me, but I have to show up in order for the promise to manifest. If you want the job, you got to go to work. <laughs> and then when you get to work, you got to what? You got to work. You got to pay your dues. All these people you see that have prospered, they paid their dues. It may take some longer than others, but it's what God wants. Amen? Amen. I'm through. The doors of the church open.